Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Talk with the Titans, live from London, UK, all the way to the US of A and worldwide. I'm your host, Callum L, and this is Talk with the Titans. On tonight's show, we have two Titans in store for you. We've got the Armin Ra squad in the building, Armin Ra squad up. Um, and they're going to be going through some information for us today. They're going to be um, rebuttaling Nasi Yashavel's claims. We're going to be going into the drag queen, giving you a thorough analysis of the drag queen and his uh, quotes within there. We're also going to be talking about the Magi, the handbook to the conscious community. But before that time, if you're not subscribed right now, please hit the subscribe button and subscribe with us for to be up, to be in tune with future shows. On the future shows next week on the 28th of January, we have Shaka Atmos in the studios, passing through the Codex King himself. So if you want to be in the studios or if you want to be able to see Shaka Atmos live and be part of our panelists, please also join the Facebook group and, um, you know, we try to get you in as well. Um, also, we have in February month, we have Dr. Maat um, going in. We've also got live coverage of the February the 8th debate, uh, Kemet on trial, Hebrew Israelites versus Kemet. So um, subscribe if you want to be up to date with all that information. We've also got ISUPK coming into the studios. Actually, we've got a host of people coming into the studios um, during February month. We've got uh, scholars from the um, from Africa, from the continent of Africa coming in as well to give us some presentations. We've also got um, some professors and doctorates, my own professors and my own doctorates of my university shall be passing through. They want to support. So um, without further ado, I've just gone on for a little while. So without further ado, I'm actually going to invite and welcome our Titan today. We have the Magi Arrows Up, brother Jonathan Owens in the studio. Peace. Hold up, hold up. How you doing, Kalam? Everybody, everybody on the panel, how is it? All right, we're all great. I'm loving this. I know we've got Ankh as well. They'll be passing through as well. He's ready. He's roaring to go. How did you like the trailer anyway? How did you like the trailer? It was wonderful. It was wonderful. Uh, real appropriate, you know what I'm saying? Being a defense force, the Magi, on all, all aspects, on all fronts, uh, we we coming forward as just like the traditional Magi. So I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it was much needed after, you know, I see, you know, after last week, Nazi was going wild with certain claims, trying to tear down our brother Reggie, um, trying to get the, um, you know, you know, Sarah Sue and Seti upset as well. So it was only fitting that the, um, the Redskin Egyptians had to call in the Magi to really fight off the insidious attacks off you know, the Hebrews, the Asiatics. Yeah, well, uh, that was your January 14th show, correct? That's correct. And I keep saying someone could get a buck of simply noting what's going on at these moments in times of history because on that same night, January 14th, is when I uh, was forced, since he was trying to dismantle it preemptively uh, in anticipation of the... Uh, the video I put out, he was attempting to dismantle it by standing behind Paul Roberts' work. And all is fair, you're allowed, so you know what I'm saying, uh, when it comes down to Paul Roberts' personal life, that really would not mean much if he was bringing forth sound scholarship. I would not be able to even throw an ad hominem out there. But 
It all lines up. When you see one rock, turn it over, turn over the next one, and you're going to find out oh, not only is he illiterate at Medunetra, okay, he also promulgates the lifestyle that he's forecast upon the ancient literature. And so, I don't know. So there's a bit of, you know, shaky scholarship going on. I love seeing those videos that he was unearthing. Um, actually, furthermore, I think we should actually play that video. I think we should actually play that video for everybody out there who hasn't had a chance uh, to see that particular video. But before I actually do that, um, I know we've got a lot of... Um, people tuning in right now. I'm just watching the count go up and up and up and up. For everybody who's tuning in and you're fresh to Talk With The Titans, let's give you a little background information. Talk With The Titans was birthed out of the idea that the intellectual giants of the community, the titans of the community, should have a well-organized platform to present, discuss, and debate critical information affecting our community proposed by you, our audience, our community members. So, and that being said, our shows are usually um, sectioned off into three parts. We have the first section of the, of the show, we have our titans uh, giving us a presentation of anything of their choice, whatever they want to present on, the platform is open for them to present on. And then after that, we have a discussion. So we open up to our panelist members, we open up to the audience in YouTube land, on Facebook, on Twitter, wherever you may be, in Google Plus as well, wherever you may be, you can just type in your questions, um, you could send, send in your questions, leave your comments down below, and we will try to air them out live right now for you. That's at the second section of the show. After that, we have a third section of the show, which we usually air offline. It's usually offline. We don't have it out in the public. Where uh, the members, the members who are right here in the panel, are able to actually ask the Titan any questions they like, have a back and forth, have miniature round style debates um, with them. So that's how our show operates. So if you don't know, you know, please tune in and subscribe and be up to date with all of the relevant information that we're putting out. Um, but before that time, let's actually introduce the panel members. We have a few panel members um, in the studio today. There was a few surprise guests that will be coming in the studio like we did last week, which they didn't stay around for too long. Um, on air, but off here they came back in again. But um, yeah, so stay, stay subscribed. We're gonna actually um, invite our panelist members in right about now. So we have from the UK, our brother Isa, Isa Al-Arsh, representing Quranic Islam, Islam of the Quran. So welcome, brother um, Isa. Salam alaikum. Welcome, salam, family. Hmm, how you doing? Alhamdulillah, I'm doing well, brother. Just looking forward to what the brother, um, the Magi, brother, has to say today. Exactly. That's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Okay, and we also have um, from the Hebrew, representing the Hebrew perspective in the studio, we have our brother Alvin. Alvin um, from Chicago. So how are you doing, Alvin? Yo, what's going on? Ready to hear some of this information, Jonathan guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm, strong, strong. So, um, if you're out there in YouTube land and you actually want to be uh, a panelist, please just join the Facebook group. Uh, keep up to date. As long as you are very vocal within the Facebook group, we'll make sure that we, um, you know, you have, well, we actually send out the links in, in the Facebook group. So, if you want to be the first one in to have a chance to be inside the panel, 
and talking with our um, with our Titan, just join the Facebook group that is Talk with the Titans. Um, that's Talk with the Titans, and you can be up here talking with our Titans. All right. Um, so panelists, I know everybody in here has been regulars on the show already, so I don't really need to tell you what the rules. But the rules of the show is of three. We've got three rules of the show. The first rule is keep your mics muted at all times. At all times, keep your mics muted um, unless the space has been given or allotted to you. Secondly, um, to also keep your mics muted a second time when somebody else is speaking. When somebody else is speaking, respect their cipher and do not talk over them. The third rule is we do not allow any foul language. This is a family-friendly zone. This is a family-friendly zone. We have children watching in. If you don't know, um, literally everybody comes home from work. They put this up on the TV screens, and they're watching this live in front of their family. So please, no foul language. All right. So um, what I'm going to ask you to do now is please respect our co-panelists, respect our audience, and please last but not least and most foremost respect yourselves okay so all right let's get this actually started let's get this actually started so magi the magi himself all right we're going to go into one of your videos um which one should we go into because you have so many videos that are just quick they're just firing shots everywhere so which one should we go into Oh, uh, maybe we should play the video that uh, shows the source of these claims uh, come, come by our good young brother, Najee Yashavel. Okay. All right. The source of those claims. All right. It's called, uh, it's called, it's called Najee, uh, oh, and Najee and the Drag Queen. Najee and the Drag Queen. Uh, are you able to see my screen right by now? Yes, sir. You should okay. make the video go full screen, and it'll be wonderful. All right. Okay, so I'm going to make it go full screen, and I'm going to present this video to everybody so they can see. All right. And whilst we're doing that, we're just going to – we're up. We're ready to go. And now here we go.
I started to research this trans on killing. And whoa, oh my god. I was astounded. You see, what I found out was Nazi Yashabelle was actually citing homosexual material. Yeah, Nazi Yashabelle used the drag queen work to teach the conscious community about Egyptian sexuality. Nazi scholarship, and he cited Paul Roberts' homosexuality in Egypt. Well, here goes Paul Roberts right here. That's who Nazi Yashabelle cited. Paul Roberts. Oh, you can prove it. Just read his Facebook. Go to academia.u and check up on who Nazi was using. Yeah, Nazi Yashabelle called it Paul Roberts and the world women drag queen. You see, it went from Paul Roberts to Nazi Yashabelle to the conscious community. That's how that happened. And he can't read metal, metal. Paul Roberts cannot read metal, metal. He on his page asking what our album means. It means Asiatics, Nazi. But there you go. So that's your source. An illiterate drag queen. And we supposed to trust you to put us on trial about how we teach? Four square. I don't know he's coming against the match, huh? Now look, that was his sword. Paul Robert. Checkmate, <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, is everybody still there? Is everybody with me right about now? Mm -hmm. What's up, Salam? We're here, brother. All right. So, Nazi Yashavel was using was using what the drag queen sources. So what does that actually mean? What does that actually mean? It doesn't mean a lot if uh, we, we would find out that even, you know, that's something the guy's doing. But if we found out that he was doing good scholarship, I would not have been able to put out that video. But unfortunately for all people, parties opposing what I wish to present, I spent the last year going through all of his sources. So you're talking about the 30 sources he brought, but you must have not looked through all of the sources. So at the debate, we'll scrutinize these sources, and it has allowed me to get to the root of this misunderstanding. So to speak directly to what you asked, it means that the brother used the most homoerotic interpretations of the text that he could find in order to vilify his other brothers using, quote-unquote, by his tradition, a sodomite. Uh, what we say, bringing a sodomite into the house of Israel. And uh, I don't think that would be advisable uh, for a teacher to do so, to bear witness by Paul Roberts. And so I would not, like I said, it would be unscholarly to vilify him about something, but this does pertain to the text. 
On the other hand, we have R.B. Parkinson, who, who is a, a, a scholar of the same persuasion as Roberts. But unbiasedly, he judges that all of these texts are not sexually deviant. They're, uh, they're totally procreative, and, 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 you know what I mean? And so, basically, uh, we have to be able to really identify biased scholarship, and we need to check our sources. This is a good example of what could happen to you if you're trying to debate and had not checked your sources, you know what I'm saying? Damn. So, brothers out there, when you're coming to this debate, when you're coming to any debate, be very mindful. Be very mindful and be very critical of the sources you use. Um, if you enter any piece of scholarly information, one of the first things you need to actually provide is what? A literature review. Many people don't know this. So this is a key term that I, I, I adjure you to please. Everybody out there who wants to be part of debates and join future debates and give forward a dissertation or a thesis, please learn something about um, um, literature reviews and how you know how to check whether a scholar is being biased or not or interjecting something in a text which is not actually there so that's a crucial point to actually bring up you know and a lot of brothers on the panel was actually having a discussion um, a little bit earlier on about circumcision about circumcision mm -hmm. um, so, brother, what is your take on circumcision? When did this uh, practice actually take place? Oh, well, it, like, like one of the brothers said earlier when the panel began, it took place uh, possibly starting prehistoric times because on one of the first pieces of actual written history, and I, I could drop bombs like this all day, but a lot of people have not noticed that uh, the victims on the Norman palette were circumcised. That was because it would, you would have to be paying attention to detail in your research and you possibly need a magnifying glass or a really large portrait to, you know what I'm saying, to see this. But, and so, and even going back in the times like that, we can, as we mentioned before, discuss the way the, we got our science of the anatomy. Uh, nowadays, you go to biology class, one of the first things you're going to do is dissect a frog. Well, it's, it's really just to learn about, you know, anatomy. You're not in the human anatomy yet, but maybe if you get into the higher realms of uh, knowledge, you'll get to work on a cadaver. Well, these same things happened in prehistoric Egypt, and but one of the most commonly uh, dissected animals was the bull. So in studying the anatomy of the bull, we start to see a lot of the signs and symbols of the Medu Nature come to life. A lot of people think a lot of these uh, symbols, a, a lot of the most sacred symbols in metal nature revolve around body parts of animals. Uh, if you look at the, the glypha nefer, they say that is the trachea and the uh, windpipe of the trachea, windpipe, and maybe lungs of a bull or of an animal, but not of a human. Uh, certain other glyphs that are, a, a lot of glyphs are body parts and uh as well as parts of animals. So when we start to talk about circumcision, in general, in general, we can look at the anatomy of the bull and we'll start to see how uh, some of these spiritual practices develop. All one has to do is investigate the reproductive organs of the bull and learn about the uh, penis retractor muscle, okay, which pulls back the penis on the bull. Uh, I hear, I hear uh, some type of... Oh, I'm sorry. I'll mute that. 
Yeah, uh, which uh, the penis retractor muscle, which pulls back the, uh, you know, the prepuce of the bull, and 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 uh, observing the bull's anatomy, we also know about the merkat or the uh, symbolic bull's tail that a pharaoh would attach to his back to symbolically be representative representative of the bull. We also learned that uh. The jed pillar of Asar might not actually be a human vertebrae, but it may be uh, parts of uh, a bull's vertebrae. So, you know, I, I got so much of this that uh, I, I, I really don't want to put out everything. We got a debate on February 8th, but it's no way they'll be able to get out of this. But, so, no. But, 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 but lastly, the tomb of Ankh-Mahor, Sixth Dynasty, is where we find... The first textual attestation to circumcision, and like I told y'all, if anybody want to pull up the Norma palette real quick, maybe I'll do it right now and show you that these guys getting murdered at the bottom are circumcised. Okay, why should you do that? Why should you do that? I see that the YouTube is going crazy. They're asking, we want the link. We want the link. They want to join in. You know what? I'm feeling generous right about now. I'm actually feeling generous. Um, I'm actually going to post the link up for everybody to have first come first serve basis up on the Talk with the Titans group page. So if you're not a member of the Talk with the Titans group page right now, click Talk with the Titans and press Add. Okay, I'm going to wait for you. I'm going to give you a few more seconds. Then I'm going to post the link up right now for you to have. So we're going to count down in about nine seconds. The link is going to be up. If you want to join in, just click it, and you'll be live in the studios. And if you're watching in live as well, please keep your mics muted when you do join. Otherwise, I'm sorry, I would have to eject you. So here we go. In the next few seconds, you'll be able to join us right now live in the studios. Here we go. It is posted. So, if you want to join in, um, I see other Titans that have been on the show before is asking for the link, and um, some of them are just arriving right now. So, I'll greet you lot. Um, welcome to the show. To the show. But it is our brother um, Jonathan. So, Jonathan, carry on. Yeah, peace. So, if you if you guys can see my screen now. Yes. And if we observe that uh, the fellow to the right, it appears, if you if you could actually ever see this closer, this is a circumcised victim uh, right here. And, and, and you can find also this in Andrew Hunt's, Andrew Hunt Gordon's work. I, I think that was him who brought that forward. I don't want to act like this was one of my discoveries. And so uh, this is, I mean, I mean, what could I say? But uh, we find at least definitely the practice of circumcision in the tomb of Ankh-Mahor at the Sixth Dynasty. So, you know. And that's very interesting because one of the very first historians or the father of history um, from the Western perspective would be a character or a person by the name of Herodotus. Herodotus actually stated that the Egyptians or the Ethiopians were the first ones to actually introduce the right of circumcision. And everybody else in Syria um, and so forth, um, you know, is basically following or inherited that right um, by the Ethiopians and Egyptians. Can you share any more light on that? Uh, yeah, I, I, I would guess that would be true. If we deal with the time period of Herodotus, we're going to be with his contemporary dating to about 450 B.C., 
uh, we're going to see first thing to note is the other people who promulgate the, a covenant of circumcision are never noted by Herodotus. He does not mention the Israel. So how do you come from Greece, wind up in Egypt, and uh, not ever be, you're the father of history, but you don't mention the Israel. So some of the customs and traditions that they may promulgate that they uh, refers to espouse, actually history doesn't attest to that. And, you know, as well as uh, Herodotus' opinion on Egypt, we also have to realize that he too has the opinion of the uh, 450 BC uh, Egyptian. He says also in this text he could not secure certain information from priests of Egypt. He could not secure information about them now from any priest. So we would have to discuss that like, well, what else wouldn't they tell him? If they wouldn't tell him about the now, a lot of his information comes from secondhand, I mean, firsthand observation, but not. He can't cite uh, people who told him certain things. He just was so-called observing things. Okay, okay. And there was, you know, there was actually a video that was up um, between Tazariak, Captain Tazariak, salute you. He's one of our Titans and Talk With The Titans group. And our brother Shaka Akmos um, going through circumcision. And they were complaining about, you know, grown men being circumcised. Um, on that note, before we actually go into that, please, everybody, please, subscribe to us right now. Our shows are on every Wednesdays, weekly Wednesdays. We usually start around um, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Times, but we do try to aim to start around 6 p.m. Eastern Standard. So if you want to actually see our future shows with our brother Shaka Atmos next week, please press the subscribe button down below. Alternatively, just hit the subscribe button. Where are we? Right about here. There's a subscribe button. Just hit the subscribe button and um, you could be up to date with our shows. So, there was a video out with Tazariok and um, Shaka Atmos going at each other. So I would like to know, was Tazariok, you know, had a point with grown men? Why are grown men being circumcised? Um, I know it's part of the Hebrew customs to circumcise their child at the age of um, eight days old or so. So what is this custom of, um, you know, older men being circum circumcised? What's that about? Well, actually, it was not explained in the text. I did a hard translation of the text, and they didn't say anything about the age of the people. So really, we're just uh, assuming this again by looking at the iconography and seeing the height of these people. They could have been adolescents. Now, we know they're, you're supposed to, in their Jewish tradition or whatever, what have you, to pay respect to it, I think you're supposed to be circumcised by eight days or something, or something to that extent. But Moses was clearly a grown man. Lived He must have lived completely uncircumcised in, in Egypt if there was no practice of, of circumcision in Egypt, correct? Didn't uh, some... Was it Abraham and his whole house or who got circumcised at grown men? How could Abraham was 99 when he met Yahweh? So I don't understand this. 99 years old, it says it right in the Bible, when El Shaddai came to, uh, okay, great, sorry about that. When El Shaddai came to Abraham, so you know what I mean? That contradicts the, the start of circumcision. Indeed. You know what, I'm actually going to play that clip because that, that is a very interesting clip. Um, and your video response to that was quite well done. So let me actually play that clip for everybody to see what we're talking about right now. Um, let me know, Jonathan, can you see that? Can you see the, the clip? Yes, brother, I can see it. Okay, we're going to play it live. Magi. Magi. 
Vanguards of Kemet. Here's a photo Captain Tazari ISUPK used to cite homosexuality in Kemet. This is one man Get a picture of that. This is one man playing with privacy on the Egyptian wall. He really used like a cartoon or something. It's fake. Ain't no words on that. You see that? His primary is from Sakaar, the tomb of Akmavor, six dynasties. And we're going to go through that transliteration. It's for anybody to look it over, grab an Egyptological dictionary and look it up. ISUPK. You cannot read a book by its pictures. Ain't nobody told you that? Let me go to transliteration, and what you need to look for is that it's made for his praise, and it's the circumcision of the cop priest. Circumcising the cop priest. Here you see the definition from the word of us. Seb, which is the root, which means to castrate. But we got sabet, which is a derivative, which means to circumcise. And you see it there, circumcising the cop priest. Sabet. Circumcision. Wow. Y'all gonna look stupid trying to run up on me, Pop. Straight up. We can see this sixth dynasty inscription attests to circumcision in Egypt before Abraham was conceptualized. Circumcision started in Kenya. Magi, archer, arrows up. There we go. Magi, arches, arrows up. We love it. We absolutely love it, my brother. So, <laughs> and I hear a lot of the brothers on the panel is really trying to emulate your Magi, arches up. It Would you give us that quick, that quick uh, Magi? I probably couldn't even do it right right now because it becomes so from the heart. It's like a call. You feel me? You know what I mean? I probably couldn't do it right. And my mouth all dry, so they got to just start following my videos. As a matter of fact, my page is Smash Rockwell on YouTube if y'all want to know where y'all can uh, get that information when I put it out. Primarily, if you don't know, I'm an MC as well, casual from hieroglyphics. And I use normally use my uh, YouTube page for musical stuff. But now being 40, I've been more into the scholarship than I have been into uh, the artistry that supported me for such a long time. So smash Rockwell on YouTube, y'all check that out. All right, and don't forget, if you're loving this information and you want to hear more, just give us a big thumbs up and let us know that you like the information. And last but not least, um, please leave your comments down below. We love hearing your comments. We love hearing your feedback as well. Uh, your feedback helps us to improve the show. So don't just, you know, give us your big thumbs up for whatever you like. If you like the show, give us a big thumbs up. Whatever you don't like, just leave it down below. Leave your feedback down below so you can help us improve the show. Also, leave your comments down below. Um, you know, on whatever Jonathan is saying right now, and you disagree or you agree, leave your comments down below. We love reading that. We love reading that. I know the Titans, they go through um, your comments down below, and they also leave feedback. If you're not part of the Facebook community, they will leave feedback down below in your comments as well. 
So, yes, back to it, Jonathan. So, let us know about that video. Can you explain exactly what happened? I believe the brother Tazariak was, um, Captain Tazariak, was saying that it was real men playing with each other. Um, but you're showing... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we're all connected digitally in this, uh, this so-called conscious community. When someone gets to putting out propaganda like that, he might have just been screaming it on his street corner and didn't think it would have the span it had. But actually, it reached me in Oakland, California, and I took offense to it. That's just like that. I mean, because he was being kind of disingenuous. First of all, he did not use he used a cartoon, just like I pointed out in the video, a cartoon that did not address the text next to it. Now, uh, when we get out here and start doing things like that, we open ourselves up, uh, you know what I'm saying, for our own scrutiny. And so he put the propensity in me to get to the bottom of it. I was like, well, there is a text we never uh, translated. I can't find one online, so let me put in the time to try to bring forth an interpretation. And just like I suspected the text next to the vignette, uh, because the text next to the vignette always explains in a, uh, the accompanying portrait, so... It was revealed right there. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. So when you read the text itself, when you read the text, because I know you can read the Medunita. It's a, it's a skill that a lot of people don't actually have. And a lot of the brothers who are actually Hebrews don't actually have the luxury of being able to read the ancient Hebrew or the Hebrew itself. So when you was reading the text to cross-reference what was being said, like what was going through your mind? That's what I want to know. When I was reading the uh, text to cross-reference what was being said, uh, what was the last thing you said? I'm sorry. Yeah. So what, what was being said? You would, you know, there was the claim that was grown and playing with themselves, but you actually went back and you looked at the primary evidence, the primary literature where that image was found, and you read the text accompanying it. What, what was your thoughts? Oh, well, first of all, we need to understand uh, the process of reading Medunetta so none can be fueled or beguiled about how it actually goes down. When you see these uh, tourists in uh, museums, I mean, not a museum, but maybe in a, uh, uh, in a pyramid or something, and he's walking up like, oh, blah, blah, blah. A lot of the times they have that stuff memorized. And so, you know, studying Medunetra, we know a lot, you can identify and parse a lot of the terms, but just like in English, you may come to a certain term that you're not familiar with, and so you have to refer to your tools. It would be like this uh, for a newcomer in Hebrew, too. Just because you got down the, uh, the sounds of the alphabet and you can sound out a word don't mean you know the meaning of all these words. And so I came to the first time I ever heard the word uh, for castrate. A lot of my peers, I, 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 no one had brought that forward. And it's actually, did I say castrate? Yeah, well, I was going to say not castrate, but uh, circumcision. But it's all rooted in the term for that would be used for castrate or whatever, which was seb. But then uh, some know to feminize or to maybe to soften or to show another form of this action, we added the feminine T at the end, which gave us sabet. And if we look up sabet, we also see a form of castration. And now, this is me simply 
not taking this outside of the provided tools, uh, uh, Egyptological tools. But when we want to scrutinize a, a, a true root for Sabet, I would possibly pass that over to a, a brother like a brother Asar Imhotep and hit him up and be like, yo, I found this term and I need some cognizant African language in order to corroborate that this says what it says. You saw what I'm saying? But really, generally me, if I find a match, uh, I don't really feel like I need to fix anything that's not broken. It clearly read properly and, and told us what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Indeed, indeed. All right, all right, all right. So, I'll actually, our audience actually asking questions right now, and I know I usually leave this up for the second part of the show, but I think it's it's quite important that we actually do ask this question. So they actually wanted to know. Um, well, what I'm inferring from the question is. They wanted to know whether Abraham was circumcised before he left Kemet or after he left Kemet, according to the literature. Abraham, before hmm. he was circumcised before he left Kemet. Well, I, 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 well, let's say that his covenant was before, correct? His covenant was about the time of what Genesis fourteen eighteen. I'm just going off the top of the head. Y'all got computers? Say yeah, he right. He pulled that out this head, or no, he's wrong. But it's around fourteen eighteen when Mel Chesnadek uh, approaches him, and I don't think he's even he hadn't had a covenant with God yet, and, and I don't think was he exiting. Kemet, or was he entering? I might not be the scholar here on the panel who could qualify that, but I, I definitely can get you in the area of the Bible when he made this covenant about, I think, 14, 18 or something like that. And I, well, I got tools right in front of me. I'm sorry. I believe he was, believe he was exiting um, Kemet. So that was the point he was exiting. Okay, okay. okay great. Well, thanks for uh, offering that because that's also a tool. Uh, for me, you know what I'm saying, and I appreciate that. Yo, I'm not one who front like super scholar. Just because I can, uh, I had a prowess to work myself through ancient Egyptian texts, don't mean I read every one. You know what I'm saying? Like that's silly to think. You have you read every English book? Do you know every English term? And so that ain't even my high suit. My pursuit of knowledge just wound me up where I'm at. But I ain't gonna never uh be one to be like I can't even learn from someone. Uh, every all of you, you know. And based on that question, I think our um, our YouTube audience is trying to infer: Did the did Abraham in fact actually learn that practice, that particular rite of circumcision um, from ancient Egypt, from Kemet itself, after oh, no. leaving with? Um, oh, I'm sorry, I thought yeah, you after were leaving uh, Egypt, um, being allotted so many presents and so many gifts in in this in the in the um, in the essence or the sphere of of uh, maid servants and man servants, obviously these in these individuals that he left Kemet with as a gift must have been quite um, quite uh, talented um, servants that he was given. So did he learn that practice from his servants? given to him by the pharaoh. I believe that's the inference that they were trying to get at. No, he didn't, because he didn't exist. Wow. You see, what we're doing is we're switching from primary documentation over to biblical mythology and trying to merge the two. And that's been the problem since Josephus, uh, Eusebius of Caesarea, uh, Julius Sextus Africanus, all of them was faced with the same Hebrew apologetic problem to match up our creation story with the antiquity of Kemet. 
And so that's what everybody trying to do. But uh, just to get back to the Bible verses I cited for clarity, 14, 18 was when Mel Chekna that approached, uh, what's the name? But it was it's 17 when uh, he came to him and made the covenant. So the point I was trying to make was he, he the covenant was actually made on his journey, but I did not, uh, someone indicated that was out of Egypt. Uh, I thought it was the other way around. Though. Okay. Okay, um, let me see. Hold on one second, because I know our panel, our panelists are just asking questions constantly, and it's hard to actually keep up. Um, somebody here has uh, put forward: Herodotus considered all people of the area Phoenicians, or the generally accepted Syria-Palestine, seeing how the Israelites used a Phoenician text. That is understandable. Um, so that I believe you. Go ahead. That does not include Israelites just because they consider them Phoenicians. Uh, what we're looking for him is considering someone a Israelite, and uh, you know, yeah, because they were Phoenician. <laughs> but, but that they, he didn't consider them that. That's who was actually there when he got there. He didn't see nobody else called anything else. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, actually, I'm actually, no, sorry, bro. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It was actually Palestinians, if I'm correct. He made a distinction between, uh, he said the land was Palestine, actually. And so we got some Palestine going all the way back to Palestine or whatever, coming from Medunetra, but the name Israel, he, he couldn't find no kingdom. Okay. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, since this show is dedicated to the Amun Ra squad members, yeah, this show is dedicated to the Amun Ra squad members. I'm actually going to invite some of my Amun Ra squad members to actually give their input. If they're available to give their input, we have in the studios uh, our brother Asa Imhotep. Um, our brother Asa Imhotep, he's also the founder of the Madu Endele Institute and the author of Aluja, amongst various other books. So, um, brother Asa Imhotep, are you free to speak with us? Our brother Simon Hotep may not be free to speak with us. So, are you free to speak with us, brother Simon Hotep? I guess not. So, let's keep it moving. Okay. Um, I had to. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, the mic was muted. So, I had to wait for it to unmute. But, um, can you hear me well? Yes, we can hear you well. All right. Uh, peace and blessings. Thank you for. Uh, uh, I guess uh, opening my mic and um, in the conversation that you're having now, um, this kind of came in a little later, so um, I wasn't there from the beginning to catch the whole conversation. But um, I'm, I'm listening. If you have any questions, I'm here. Okay. Excuse the dog in the background, Bart. <laughs> so, are you actually looking forward to this debate? That's what I want to know, actually. Are you looking forward to this debate? Have you been passing on any information to your team members to use in this debate? Uh, you know, um, I mean, it's, a, it's just another debate to me. It's, it's nothing really um, that grand. Um, and, 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 and this is just my honest opinion, only because the 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 issues that are being debated was only recently uh, provided in terms of a list of what the actual so-called charges were, and so it kind of makes it hard to prepare for a debate when you know 
nobody knows exactly what is being debated. But now that that is, you know, on the table, I'm interested to see uh, to what extent that, you know, the the other side or the Hebrew side, I should say, um, is going to organize their uh, their complaints, I should say, uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, in, in the context of a, a, a court case, so uh, I'm more interested on in, in, in that and and to see you know what it is that they would uh, come up with. Um, you know, as as you already know, I was a former uh, Hebrew Israelite, so um, you know, unless the teachings have changed since the the mid '90s, you know, the the fundamental uh, essence or crux of um, how they're going to come is, you know, going to be kind of expected. And so, you know, I'll see if they've stepped up their scholastic game since the 90s. And, um, you know, hopefully they have. So, you know, uh, I'm curious to see how this, you know, turns out. So that's my, that's, that's my lot. Okay. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to send this out there to my Kemet brothers. Listen, Kemet brothers, Kemetic brothers, do not sleep on the Hebrews, do you? I don't know. Let me get, let me say let me get comfortable. Do you remember what happened last time around when certain brothers were sleeping on the Hebrews? Nas Yeshevel dealt the biggest death blow to the community. Please do not sleep on our brothers. Again, Tazaria, Captain Tazaria. It is arguably said that he also delivered an upset to the Kemetic community against our brother, Young Phenom Polite. Okay, this is hotly um, contended and debatable who won between that debate, but surely if it was such a walkover for the Kemetic community, there would not be a uh, question of who won that debate. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna urge you, Kemetic community, our scholars, from the African school of thought, do not sleep on the Hebrews. They have a well-oiled machine. They've got the Hebrew war machines. When you hear that lion roaring in the background, it sends shivers down my spine. You have brothers like Parnahisi, damn. You have brothers like Divine Prospects, damn. You have brothers like uh, Lion Z, um, Zion Lex, Damn, you have brothers like Nasi Yeshevel. These brothers are problems. You lot are just there just taking it like for a joke, like it's not even a problem. These, these brothers are a problem. Not even to mention AOC themselves, our brother Hashar. Listen, when Hashar speaks, everybody just quiet. When Hashar stands up, everybody sits down. These brothers are too much. I'm going to urge you, please, my brothers, just hold it down, hold it down, humble yourselves, and prepare your minds for the greatest battle you're ever going to have in your life. Guaranteed. All right. Well, can, that I, being can, said, I, can I say something? Go ahead. Can I say something in response? Go ahead, Mr. Um, you know, I appreciate the nature as, as a person who, you know, is a... Is a as a businessman and business owner, I know the uh, the importance of marketing and appealing to the emotions, you know, uh, to, 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 to bring people to your product or service. 
and and so you know uh, I don't have any qualms you know with uh, that aspect but then I'm also again a social scientist and so when we're dealing with scholarship it's a totally different thing and so I, I gotta remind people that when we're talking about individuals who are in the camps that are involved specifically in this particular debate that they have no scholars in their camp. And what do I mean by they have no scholars? They have no one in their camp that has published works uh, that the world would cite to strengthen their own research arguments. There's no one there that has published you know, any works along these lines. And so we got to understand there's a difference between the scholastic community and just some personal vendettas and beefs that they may have. It appears from the outside looking in, I can't verify this, but this is what it looks like, that the, that the Hebrew Israelite community uh, from New York specifically has a personal vendetta against Shaka Atmos and Polite. And they're trying to mask it and say the comedic community. However, when you're talking about the comedic community, you know, who are they talking about? This particular community actually has scholars, people who have written texts, who have challenged European institutions, you know, on interpretations of history, who are building on a body of knowledge that exists all across the world, from the United States, from South America, the Caribbean, Africa and um, in Europe and so it's 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 quite interesting that you know if they really had an issue with you know the uh, the issues of scholarship none of the actual scholars who are producing this particular um, this body of work um, individuals who have mastered four or five languages you know who read Hebrew Arabic and you know, um, the Metanetcher as well as Sumerian and things of that nature, uh, who, who have written on these texts, who have gotten degrees in philosophy, in um, Egyptology, in things of that nature. They don't come to them. They have, again, it's a personal beef with Polite and, um, and what's his name, uh, Shaka Atmos. And so, you know, we have to, we have to be careful about the marketing and then the reality, you know, saying of this. And so there's no challenge against the comedic community. Um, it's just a challenge against, you know, a personal challenge against um, <laughs> Polite and Shaka because they have been going back and forth. And so um, and so I'm, I'm real skeptical along those lines. And so I hope I haven't taken up too much time. All right. Thank you. Thank you for your insight. So that is um, Rabbi Simon Tepp's Inside on that manner is not really a trouble for the comedic community. It's really a grievance between the Hebrews and one of our most prominent, or both of our most prominent uh, teachers inside of a particular community, House of Consciousness community. So, and that being said, I'm going to ask everybody who's listening in right now to share this, share this message throughout. If you're on Facebook right now, share this to Facebook. If you're on Google+, share this to Google+. All the sharing links are just down below. Press the share button if you believe that somebody else would, would benefit and appreciate this information that we're going through, that we've been going through, and that we're about 
to go through. I can see our brother Jonathan. Brother Jonathan, I know you're there. You're ready for something, something that you're yeah. going to present to us as well. So please, just please press the share button down below. Also, also, if you want to see more of our shows, if you want to see more of our shows, press the subscribe button down below or press the subscribe button right here. That's it right there where my face is. Just press the subscribe button. Um, we have our brother Shaka Atmos coming into the studios tomorrow. I'm um, sorry, coming in next week, Wednesday. Our brother, our saber, our center himself, brother Shaka Atmos, will be in the studios next week, Wednesday, the 28th of January. Before the grand date of February 8th, our brother Shaka Atmos will be coming through, passing through the studios. We also have a range of titans that will be passing through. We've got members from the ISUPK passing through next week. We have African scholars passing through as well, and scholars from the UK. I'm, I mean, literally worldwide. We've got scholars worldwide passing through. So if you want to see more of these great titans, press the subscribe button down below or just up here. Alternatively, or as well, please like check out once you press the subscribe button, just check out all of our past videos. You see in the playlist, just click on the playlist and you'll see all our past videos from Dr. Ali Muhammad to Guerrilla Hebrew to Israel Doctrine to Divine Prospects to our brother and center Asiah um to Zion Lex. Uh, we've got a whole host of titans that's passed through the studios already. So if you want to see more of these titans, press the subscribe button so you can check them out as well. Um, I see that a lot of brothers and sisters have been hitting me up um, in my inbox um, asking me, there's two major questions that they've been asking me. They want to know how can we support the show? How can we donate or fund the show? I'm going to tell you this, I don't actually take any money, any money from the audience at all, so there's no money that you can give to me to put on these shows. I'm doing these shows out of the labor of love. I love putting on these shows, not much money and time and energy it takes out of me. I'm putting on these shows for you, the people out there. But if you do want to help and you do want to donate, I will ask you to donate your skills, donate your talents, donate your time and energy. If you see there's something um, about the show that you like and you think that you can improve it, uh, whether you are a person in marketing, whether you're a person in media, know how to do edits or sounds or whatever the case may be, and you want to improve the show, just hit me up. There is, go to my channel, uh, subscribe to Calamel, go to the channel and in the About Us section, you will see my personal email. So if you want to help, please donate your time, donate some effort, and give back to the community with whatever skills that you can to help us improve the show. Or even if you have any thoughts how we could expand the show, um, let us know. Just go in there, and that's how you can donate to us um, as well. So also, um, if you go into our about us section, it also tells it tells you that we want to work with uh, businesses, ethical businesses. So if you want, if you're an ethical business out there and you want us to promote you or support you, um, you know, hit me up on the email as well, and we'll also, um, you know, have that business relationship talking. If you still want to donate money to us. Keep your money. We'll talk on a business level how you can, you know, uh, start up a charity or you know work with charities inside your community and donate to them or you know whatever the case may be. We can come together as a community and help other brothers out who are in need as well. 
Um, yeah, that's it. So the second question that people actually have been asking me is where do I get my African attire, they like the scarves, etc. Um, I will leave a link down below um, of how to get in contact with my fashion designer. Um, and I'll leave any any clips. If you go onto my uh, Facebook, I'll leave some clips there so you can see different styles that I've worn or he's produced for me. And if you want any, you can get in contact with him and buy it off him. All right. Uh, enough of me talking again. I'm going to introduce our brother back in, our saber, our brother Jonathan. So, brother Jonathan, I know you have something ready for us again. I have something. You there? Yeah. Yeah, I actually was thinking, oh, you know what it was? I was adding to uh, when Brother Osara spoke about them not having any uh, scholars on their team. They actually, I agree. Uh, and I, I've been illustrating this and I, as I can show you since uh, last year. Let's go to this full screen. Y'all, You guys can see my screen? If December 25th was not the day of the Nazi and SETI debate, you can clearly see I posted this on December 25th. It might have been a day after. And it was just stuff, embarrassing stuff from my brother Nazi Yashavel that he put forth at the debate. You can find this is called Nazi Yashavel and the Scholar's New Clothes. But the best way for me to explain it would simply be to read it to you real fast, if you don't mind. And we say, you all know the story of the Emperor's New Clothes, right? Well, if you look, <laughs> well, if not, look it up after this. Let me give you a breakdown of Najee Yashavel's lack of proficiency in this four, embarrassing 14-minute and 40-second video clip. It says the video starts with the clip of Nazi showing translations of something called Amin Walks the Garden in the Temple of uh, Dier Badari. Uh, remember Dier Badari, you guys. It says, error number one. At 18 seconds of his presentation, Nazi begins by calling Hatshepsut Hatshepsut. Okay, I knew that was no biggie, but instantly I, I knew that I was in for a treat. I'm thinking, hot shoot set. You had a debate, and you hopping up talking about hot shoot set. But anyway, I'm gonna keep reading directly from the text. Uh, he reads hot shoot sets. Uh, Hot Shepsut states, I planted God's trees ne uh, next to Amun's temple and I made for him a punt in his garden. It is big enough for him to walk around. Nazi's point, uh, this won't be too long. Nazi's point of reading this translation was to ask, why is it okay when Egyptians say God can walk? It's anthropomorphism when I say, I mean, and it's anthropomorphism, but when I say it, it's an abomination, like God's a man. Nazi got a huge applause for making that silly point. Now, right there, that'll let you know the nature of the style of this debate. But let's go on because it gets really funny. Area number two, Seti asks, what book is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, Seti asks, what book is that out of? Nazi, Nazi begins to berate Seti by saying, sunk relief. It don't have to be from a book. I know y'all remember that part. Sunk relief. What we have to learn is how to go to the original text, and that's what I'm showing you. Sunk relief. Now, if, if it is not clear to you now why Nazi Yashavel has already made a complete fool of himself, let me show you why. A sunk relief means the words are sunk into the relief. This is a sunk, this sunk relief is a type of inscription popularized by the Amarna style art. It is not a reference number of any particular source material. This fool has sunk relief as his source. Now let me interject. That is just like saying my source is oil painting. My source is crayon. 
or it, this is the time, the way you record the inscription, not the source number. And I won't continue with the rest, but I just want to let you know you are not making mistakes like that if you are really a thorough scholar. You cited the inscription style as your source. Okay, so, <clears throat> so really and truly, Nazi is out of his league because you're dealing with a bunch of scholars right here. I know Armin Ross squad prides themselves on scholarship. You're dealing with real scholars, scholars that have written peer-reviewed works, have published books, etc. You know what? Magi. Magi, that's your, that I've got to be calling you Magi from now on. Magi, you've also written a book, if, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, and a lot of it's uh, a lot of my art, public articles, but, you know, the articles are just like blogs, and so I don't put all the information in there in order to make my book worth something. But I also got my latest research over the past year. I didn't put out too many articles, and I'm placing them in my book. It is Magi, a handbook for the conscious community, and it's actually coming out of February 8th, over 270 pages of my analysis. Uh, and and, and just, uh, to interrupt, just, to in, just to interrupt you, I think I've got a clip um, from your channel, uh, you know, introducing your book. So let me just play that clip real quickly. Magic. Handbook for the Conscious Community by Jonathan Coles. Well-known repudiations against all the pseudoisms in the conscious community. Sources, attestations, primary evidence, coffin texts, pyramid texts, African translations, magi. Everything you need to know is the handbook for the conscious community. Pre-order Magi now and support the Magi Research Fund. You need to bring the house down February 8th in New York at this debate. Magi. <clears throat> Yes. So we have your book coming out on February the eighth, Magi, the Handbook of the Conscious Community. Amunra Ngongo. Big, <laughs> big boy we're talking about right now. So, my brother, you have a book coming out. Not yeah. only a book, but a handbook for the conscious community. Let us know a bit about that. Yeah, well, really, like I said, it's a collection of my articles plus all my latest, more pertinent research that I've done over the past year. And I told my uh, brother Nazi personally, he inspired one of the greatest uh, feats of my research in refuting his claims. After I unearthed the uh, Paul Roberts rod, I started digging, 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 and got to the root of these claims. And so that's like a, a, a greater portion of my book, one of the uh, chapters that I'm most proud of. I think it's like a 50-page chapter on uh, 
uh, comedic sexuality. So what? Uh, so it's pretty good. And a lot of that is my ammunition for the debate. So I'm not speed researching. I'm not over here doing that. Uh, actually, I had a little dialogue with one of the debaters earlier today, uh, good brother Zion Lex. And he seems well at heart, but he's facing adversity right now. And so he should stop trying to deal with me. If you want to deal with me first, simply go look over my work. He tried to clog me up saying, ask me, did I read Hebrew? Now, let's just be humble, my brother. You are the Hebrew, right? So I will say that you possibly can read Hebrew better than me. Well, at the, in the same regard, I need the same respect when it comes to Medunetta. And if you don't give me the such, you're going to continue to play yourself because just like he tried to cite some mistranslated his source on Abraham being brought out in the Bronze Age was mistranslated Medunetter that rendered the field of Abraham. But any of us who do this research, we already been disqualified that 1800s book by simply looking at the Medunetter and being like, that don't say no field of Abraham. But today, this morning, he brought that forth. Now he questioned and scrutinized my prowess on being able to read Hebrew. I never put forward that anywhere that I'm a Hebrew super scholar. You can clearly see my work, and I show the tools I use. Anyone can go open up a Bible hook. Matter of fact, I got tools I can just show you, okay? Things like this. This is for learning Hebrew. This is a book right here called Shador Shem Shalom, okay, a prayer book. Now, why would I have this just sitting around, bro? Uh, this is, how about this, Haggadah. You know what this is, my good brother? But this is the book, book brother, uh, Zion Lex, that I, I told you I was in my garage just talking on the phone, and I couldn't go grab my study tour, which is called Etz Hayim. When I asked you, I finally grabbed the book and asked you what does Etz Hayim mean, you did not know. You would never grab no Medunetta book and asked me what the key word term that they used on the front mean, and I don't know. So he tried to flip it around. But this is some of the stuff I want to show the community. that I, I didn't just go run out in five minutes after talking to him 30 minutes before this and buy these materials. It is the passion or our propensity to get to the bottom of some of this stuff that we might just be looking through. I'm, I'm sure they're studying Medunetta right now. So I can say that if they got appropriate terms, they possibly could possibly parse one or two terms. But there's a difference between Medunetra and Hebrew. They have programs out where you can learn Hebrew almost in 10 to 30 days. I use Pimsleur Hebrew 101. Let me show these guys. These dudes are playing themselves. Like, come on, dog. Do you understand? This stuff costs money. Go see how much this costs, brother. my brother. And this comes with 32 reading lessons as well as 31 lessons on CD. Where did I get all this stuff from? I am not coming out to defend myself against some erroneous claims of charlatanism. Like, please, go qualify your argument by looking over my work. Because you're going to look, it'll be a silly day on February 8th. Woo! Hey, I'm losing my ways. Hey, listen, Jonathan's bringing the fire right now. Hey, Hebrew, stand up, man. Where you at, man? Hebrew is so light out there. I know you're following me. Leave me your thoughts right now. I personally missed the um, the sit-down with Zion Lex on Sarnetta's couch. And he told me that he'll be going in Sarnetta's couch today. But I missed the live streaming. So I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what happened. But it sounds like that Jonathan was tearing him a new one on Sarnetta's couch. 
Well, actually, he he did a good chance in trying not to answer any of my questions. Though, so I'm gonna take the opportunity that you're giving me the floor and just bust him out as being a super pseudo scholar. Now, let me show you something. He tried to bust me out and actually expose the extents of his research. Let me show you guys by sharing my screen. First and foremost, you guys are going to see on Sonetta TV that in scrutinizing my article, uh, Shaddai, the Mother Goddess, an open letter to ISUPK, he said when he got all the way down to, so basically, he didn't have no contention until he got all the way down. So I'm looking at it like this, like, oh, he ain't got nothing for me, right? He gets down to where I'm mentioning the city Shaddai and said I copied and pasted it off Wiki. But read this. Let's read this clearly. Shaddai was also an Amorite city called Tel Thadim, the ruined site of the two breasts. Here is what Wikipedia says about Shaddai, the city. What is he? What type of scholar is this? I tell you that is what Shaddai, I mean, Wiki says about it. So why are you telling me that I quoted them when I told you I quoted them? But let me tell you something. See, this article is actually a longer chapter in my book, and I can show you that someone else is speaking on the source without revealing the source to you. But if you can see this book right here, what's the title of it? Ancient Israelite Faith and History. So he don't even know his own stuff. Page 177. Now I got to reveal my sources to you before my book drops because you want to steal some of my work. But let's read clearly. They say right here, tell L. You see that my cursor? Yeah, we can see it. Okay, yeah, it says this site already has distinct shape when it was occupied in the Bronze Age. Today, in Arabic, it is called Tel Ethali, literally, the ruined site of the two breasts. So I start to get enraged when I'm dealing with people who are trying to make me out to be someone who has not done the homework, and I could bust you out in five minutes. And so, yo, you was the one who stopped that wiki. This is what happened. He found the same claim on wiki, but it didn't have a citation. He did not go beyond that. He actually brought that back to the people like, oh, this is where he got it from. I'm like, oh, boy, you don't know what you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Oh my gosh. And listen, the YouTube is going crazy right now. The viewers are just going up, up, and up and skyrocketing. So if you're out there and you're watching this information and you believe that somebody else would enjoy this information that you're hearing right now, hit the share button. Let everybody know. Our Saber, our Center, our brother Jonathan Owings is going live. The Magi. This is literally the Armageddon. Armageddon. This is the final showdown. This is the battle before for the war. I don't think there's going to be another opportunity to hear this brother and the Amon Ross squad go at it live on Talk with the Titans um, before the great debate. So please hit that share button right now. Let everybody know that we're live. We're live, we're live, we're live. Also, please hit the subscribe button right up here or down below to be up to date and follow our shows. Our shows are every single Wednesdays, and we've got our brother Shaq Atmos coming into the studios. If you want to see our past shows as well, click onto the playlist of Talk with the Titans. We have brother Shaq Atmos coming in. We have Dr. Ali as one of our past Titans. If you want to see his lost pages of Islam, hit the subscribe button. If you want to see Gorilla Hebrew, versus Polite the Aftermath, hit the subscribe button and view that as well. If you want to see Israel Doctrine going at Shaka Atmos Codex Game Over, hit the subscribe button as well. If you want to see our brother, uh, Divine Prospect, Zion Lex, the whole Hebrew War Machine, just hit the subscribe button 
and keep up to date with information. If you want to see a saw I'm whole tech breaking down the information, breaking down the linguistic information, how the African languages are intertwined with each other and intertwined with the Hebrew from the Yoruba perspective, please hit the subscribe button. This is a show that you do not want to miss. Okay, carry on now, uh, my brother. Carry on. Yeah, so, uh, you know, honestly, it's not my... I'm coming to meet a lot of these good brothers who inspired me to do this uh, research, you know. Uh, hopefully after the debate we can chill and pick a bar and go chop it up and do whatever. But while I'm on stage, uh, it is what it is. You know, Magi coming to defend uh, the the information about uh, Kimmy, you know what I'm saying? And you know the Magi traditionally coming from Ta-Nehisi or the areas of Nubia, just like back in the day employed sometimes as what would be mercenaries until they became a permanent force in Egypt. And then we'll find them at about, even when Egypt came out to set Kemet, came out to save Jerusalem at about 701 or what, six maybe 697 BC, we still see Magi with the ostrich feather on a uh, captured by Sennacherib or Esarhaddon, I think it's Sennacherib. And it says clearly that we see Kushite warriors fighting for Jerusalem at that age. So, honestly, the Magi have been a defense team for Kemet, and if the Pharaoh said, yo, let's roll out and go do this, that's what it was. That's real talks right there. That that's that. Um, I believe that was during the sixth. Was that during the sixth century? Um, with the with the with Jerusalem or the Judah Heights? Oh uh, yeah, it would have been around that time. Uh, maybe yeah, sixth century. Uh, I think that happens. Uh, you're right. I think the closest time, the period that pops in my memory is six ninety seven BC. So somebody Google that, and it lines up with uh. Hezekiah, and it should be around about that time, 697 BC. Taharka, check it out. That's it, that's it right there. So, you know, I want to play the actual trailer um, for today's show. It actually kind of alludes to what we're talking about in terms of, you know, the whole Magi coming to rescue the Hebrews, coming to rescue the Egyptians. Um, so I'm going to play today's trailer. Today's trailer was brought to you by... Our uh, marketing and branding manager Wilson. So let me just play that quick trailer for everybody. Um, and this is a scene out of um, Armageddon or Harmageddon. Harmageddon was an area in ancient times where a magnificent battle took place twice, actually, in the 15th century, uh, where the Magi came and helped out, and even in the 6th century, where the Magi helped and came out, came out and helped as well. So I'm just going to play this quick. Uh, video clip, and we're going live. Kamanu, oh, Majai, Tenu, Majai. What is your profession? <laughs> Okay, there you go. 
Jai. Hey, listen, my Jai, that looks like you in your younger days, you know, of your hair. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I did rock out like that. But honestly, it's an honor to even be adorned with such a name and for it to fit me so perfectly. Uh, when I took all my younger life, I was, uh, so to speak, I'm built for this, basically. I'm walking right into the dungeon. I'm coming from across the nation. I'm hopping on a plane by myself, and I'm hooking up with my Zulu nation right before I walk right into the heart of the fire. So it's going to be what it's going to be. They better expect it. I'm coming, and I'm not, hey, hey, I, I, I'm going to do like, like, I'm gonna do like not Taharka. No, not Taharka. I'm gonna do like uh, what's his name? Oh, my man Tariq. Tariq Abin Zayad, who said, "You know what? We burning the boats." As soon as they got over the Iberian Peninsula, he said, "Turn around, burn the boats. If we don't take this over, we die right here today." So they burned the boats and they went and took over Spain. That's I'm burning. I'm, I might I might have to tear up my plane ticket. And be like, Ooh. check this out. I ain't going back to this is over. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> On the stage, rip my ticket up. Like, it's going down tonight. But, yeah, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. I'm excited. Yeah. Hey, you know what? <laughs> hey, I might just fly over there, rip up my ticket, and say, I ain't returning back. I'm staying <laughs> Until back. we said it is. You know what? We're going on a tour right now. We're going on a tour. We're going to rip up our, our, our plane tickets. We're going on a tour. We're going to present this information all across Harlem, all across New York, Staten Island, everywhere. Damn, Magi, Arches, Arrows, up. Wow. Okay, yeah. everybody everybody, just watch the trailer right now. Um, also, the music, if you like the music as well, that was by um, you know one of my closest um, friends, um, that was by Ataka Pasanti. Ataka Pasanti, members of SP Entertainment as well, was also produced that song. Okay, so if you like that song, please, you know, just search YouTube Ataka Pasanti as well. Um, wow, so the Magi, Amun Rotten, Gongo, damn. All right, so I'm going to open it up now. We've reached the, the latter part of the show, we've reached the second part of the show, so I'm going to open up. To the audience members, we're supposed to have another Titan with us right now. I know our brother Unc said he's going to be a bit late. Um, and I know he's trying, he must be trying to get in right now, but we are completely filled up. The panel is completely filled up. So if you're trying to get in Unc right now, I have to apologize. I had to open up for our audience because this show wouldn't be anything if, if our audience did not participate. So Fully, I'm sorry, you know. The Titans, yeah, you will come first, but the audience, they come super first. All right, so audience members, um, if you've got any questions, please let them fire them off in the chat room or, um, well, in the YouTube chat room as well, and we'll be here to answer any questions. Um, but right now, I'm going to open it up to our panel members, our panel members. Um, we've literally got about 15 minutes left of the show, so make your questions um, real quick and brief, and we'll get them answered. So, I'm going to open up your mics, um, just leave a message, let me know that you want to speak. Um, okay, okay. Where are we? Brother Alvin. You are about to be broadcast to everybody. Um, unmute your mic and ask your question, if you have any. Yeah, uh, I, to a certain extent, I agree with a lot of this stuff. I think sometimes when uh, we go personal attacks, 
trying to discredit somebody as a scholar or something, it kind of can offset some of the information. Uh, but my, uh, I want to make more of a point as far as um, when we talk about Herodotus, Herodotus lived in a time where the Israelites, I mean, if we want to call it the dark ages of the Israelites, I guess that would be it. I mean, you know, they done got vanquished by the Syrians. It's like they're kind of nobody. And, it, and this is a common misconception. Israel is huge to us now, you know, but even when you read in the Bible, they're not like this huge, gigantic nation that everybody would be talking about, you know, uh, compared to Greek you know, Babylon or Egypt, it was just a, you know, it was obscure. It's just that this, the religion has got so big now that sometimes we look at that ancient kingdom as bigger than what they really were back then. So now we look like, man, this person wasn't talking about them, this person wasn't talking about them, because back then on the world stage, they weren't that big. You're right, and that's been my argument for a while. I've never been one to take away the history of the so-called Israelite, but when we start to specify things and we start to get uh, specific, I'll be like, oh, no, nah, it didn't actually go like that. It was just some people who bragged on themselves once they went into exile and was trying to promulgate themselves to the people who had them captured like they were some real big bosses. So they made up a lot of stories that were just – Exaggeration. So I don't ever say that it don't exist completely. I just think it was exaggerated, grossly exaggerated by the Kohaim or the priest. Okay. All right. I'm going to open it up now. They're going crazy in here, the chat box. I apologize if the chat box is not scrolling. That's something that I have no power over. That's something that you have to get up with, um, take it up with YouTube because <laughs> I don't know how to fix that. So I apologize for that if you're trying to um, get through via the chat room on YouTube. Um, Jonathan, these Israelites are going in hard at you, you know. They're going in hard at you. I would expect that they would because uh, that's the uh, silly little uh, rooting for my team behavior. But if any of you Hebrew Israelite scholars could step up, I have an account on debate.org. Last time I argued about uh, the uh, pre-mosaic fathers, pre-Mosaic patriarchs being uh, venerating the mother goddess, I got a forfeit. So my name is the Mr. Gog on there, and you can simply write out your contentions. We could do 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, or 5,000 words, however you want to get it in. Ooh, real scholarship. Real scholarship. Um, so, Jonathan, what are your thoughts? This is from, let me give the credit to where the credit is due, from Cedric Hooks. Um, he says, what are your thoughts on astrotheology and syncretism, syncretisms between the religions? What are your thoughts on astrotheology and syncretisms between the religions? Astrotheology, let's break that down. Astro means the stars, correct? Theo is God. Ology is logic. Astrotheology, I mean, honestly, I know what it is for real, but I don't even entertain that. Uh, I don't get into star god logic, so to speak. And what was the second part of the question? Um, syncretisms between the religions. Oh, oh, well, synchronism between the Abrahamic faiths uh, will, will sometimes be there if we address uh, the text properly. I know some of the latter ones seem to... Uh, 
take one brother or one sibling of this tradition away from the fold, but uh, just the same way that Judaism and uh, Christianity are somewhat married, we also have the third member of the Abrahamic tradition somewhat married to it as well. And so I was not, and for the first part of the question, my brother, I did not mean to, uh, that was just my answer. I don't deal with astrotheology. <laughs> I don't deal with it. So if you have something that you can uh, enlighten me, I, I'm open to hear about it. Okay, and um, there's another question that's here. They saying here, um, who are the biblical Israelites of today? Who are the biblical Israelites of today? Well, that would be a good uh, question if all you possible. Sorry, one second. Let me give the credit to who that is coming from. Um, so, salute to you, our brother Jashub Issachar. Jashub Issachar. He asks, um, yeah. Who are the biblical Israelites of today? I could not say who the biblical Israelites are today, and those who are trying to say they can say who they are are forced with a lot of, uh, I mean, you know, it's a hard task. I mean, just to be wise, if the biblical Israelites in the time of the biblical allegories were uh, a mixed multitude, then I would assume that they are still made up of a mixed multitude. Okay. Okay, um, I'm going to keep on going at it with our YouTube because we need our YouTube to, you know, our audience on YouTube to get their voices out. Um, okay, okay, so there is quite a lot of going back and forth. I don't think there's any questions per se that I can ask you from them. Uh, it's a lot of back and forth on there. So I'm going to open it up now to our panelists to ask any questions you like to our brother Jonathan. So panelists, your mic is open. Just let me know who wants to speak first. Can I make one comment, please, before they go in? I just wanted to, uh, brother Alvin, you a uh, Hebrew Israelite? Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I just want to applaud you for that honest perspective you put forward about the information because I never really heard nobody keep that. Like, it seems like you're coming from a biblical scholar. Uh, I mean, you know, that was an honest assessment, and I just wanted to ask. I, I didn't know where your allegiances lie. Like, is he telling the truth? <laughs> no, nah, well, my, my thing is, um, as far as on the comedic side, if they go with the consensus argument amongst scholars, I don't really, um, you know, if that's what they're going with, I don't really make too much of hard arguments against that. I just be like, it is what it is, because like you said, all that stuff goes through peer-reviewed literature. But when I start hearing these theories that go beyond peer-reviewed literature, and it's like, it, it just seems like it's Bible debunking, then I'm like, okay, well, well where did you get that from? You know what I'm saying? And those, those are the arguments that, you know that I kind of go at like if if somebody says well the um like what we was talking about the other day about whether it was King Omri or King King uh, Solomon that really had the wealth and prosperity of the kingdom you know what I'm saying that's that's something I'll talk about you know what I'm saying uh and if somebody was to tell me that hey uh, the Bible lied and uh, King Omri was the one that really built up the kingdom like that then I disagree with them, of course, because I'm a believer in the Bible, but at the same time, I, it wouldn't be something that I would really harp too much on, considering it got peer-reviewed literature with that. You know what I'm saying? I see. Yeah, so uh, 
I think a, a lot of emotions, and, I, and there's emotions on both sides. I mean, you know, not, not you know, even on the comedic side, you know, Shaka Polite, you know, you can see, you know, the emotions start getting into it, and it's on the Hebrew side, too, and I, I think that's what really gets in the way of everything. And uh, one, one thing I would say to my Israelite brothers is that when we have certain debates, we got to separate the scholarship from the belief system, you know, because, um, you know, I, I, I don't have the fact, you know, I believe in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve and all of that stuff. I believe the Red Sea split and all that. But Alvin, I'm gonna have to cut your wisdom real short because we're literally running out of time. We've got two, we literally got a few more minutes left of the show, and there's some questions coming in, and I want to get them out real quickly. Um, so one of the first questions that we've got here is uh, to Brother Jonathan, and it says here um, from our uh, um, from one of our sinners, Achtu Kesi. Um, please ask Jonathan about the great year being tied to the date of the pyramids being built. So do you know anything about that? Yeah, I know a little bit about that. And we start to get out of my realm of, uh, I wouldn't say expertise, but my specialty. When we walk into, uh, I wouldn't really want to call it new age theory, but we're starting to deal with a lot of the material brought forward by uh, John Anthony West and one of his comrades who basically said, uh, used, that's why he talked about, uh, it might not be the same person who mentioned the astral theology, but he basically used the lining up of the Sphinx with, uh, I'm sorry, not the Sphinx, but the lining up of Leo in the sky is actually what I was talking about, the constellation Leo with Horm, or with the three, uh, with the direction of Horm action and also the star system of Sirius, the three stars with the three pyramids, uh, of, of Cairo or whatever, or where, where, well, I don't even know, uh, actually which these three are aligned to, but I think that is what he is talking about directly. Like I said, though, my specialty, I don't really like to talk about stuff that I, I deal with Medunetta specifically, and, uh, like, uh, my brother Asar would tell you, I'm always in a dictionary of Medunetta, you know what I'm saying, and so really, when you want to start talking about Astrotheology and stuff, I, I would uh, defer you to Brother Reggie or one of my other people, you know what I'm saying? Hey, and we have another question here from our brother um, called Christopher Baldwin. Um, he's one of our avid, um, you know, supporters. He asks, um, what do you think about Brother Divine's scholarship? Brother Divine is cool. I'm going to answer that too because I just want to uh, clear up. Uh, something that I was just saying. I don't want nobody to think that when we walking into these new age theories, we still doing quote unquote chemidology. When we start talking, well, they did understand the procession of the equinoxes, the and the great year, and all of this stuff. But uh, we normally try to draw at the Amarasqua. We try to draw our information from primary text. And so, if I can't draw nothing from that, I'm not gonna be able to speak on it because somebody could call me pseudo one day and be like, "Look, he said." And so I just wanted to clear that up uh, while I didn't want to deal with the astro theology stuff. That ain't my specialty. Now, back to Brother Divine. He appears to be... Oh, you about to say something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, he appears to be uh, a, a genuine brother, and he's uh, 
ready for knowledge. He reminds me of myself. He he comes into our groups and tries to participate with, you know, to see what we got going on. Uh, I, I told Najee Yasebel himself I want to see their uh, presentation on the 25th because if they're going to try to attempt to do anything with the Medunetta, they completely throw their case out of the door. They throw it right out the door. You see what I'm saying? Because you're trying to convict us of not being able to read it, and then you're going to go speed, learn how to read it, because I got, you know what I'm saying, and then Trump, give us a trial by whoever your speed teachers are. So I, I think all, I like I like their intentions, but I know some people get greasy. But with Divine, I think he has, he'll turn out to be a good scholar. Great. So, have you any last um, last comments to leave us with before we close the show? Uh, no, not too many. Uh, I just want to say thanks for the support to all my supporters. We got the Magi GoFundMe, Magi Research Fund at GoFundMe, and people been yo making it work, and I appreciate it. It's really like you know what I'm saying. Is a way. It's like a spirit saying, "Smash these dudes." It's really monetary support too, so it helps a lot. So that's something I can't never miss. All the people who kicked in, salute to you. You know, straight up, straight up. Okay, so thank you, audience out there who's been supporting us. And again, if you want to support us and fund us, me. This show, personally, I don't take any money from anybody, but if you are a business out there and you want to be supported or promoted on this platform, contact me via my email address. Also, if you want to support and fund this show, please donate some of your time, your effort, your energy, your talent. Just let me know whatever your talent is. Let me know what it is and how we can do something with that talent to better the show or do greater things in the future, okay? Uh, and last but not least, February the 8th, Kemet on trial. Kemet on trial, Hebrew Slides versus the Kemetic community. All right, so if you haven't got your tickets right now, you know what? Tickets are being sold out quick. You need to get this before anything happens. Buy your tickets from early. You can go and buy them on 2012 stores and purchase your online ticket. I believe it's something like $20 online or if you want to go live and sit there, I think it's 20, between $25 upwards. So please support our brothers and let this and let's make something great happen for February 8th. Also, if you want to actually be on the show um, or you believe that you know somebody who has something great to contribute to the show in terms of scholarship, um, you know, get in contact with me and we can hook that up. But this has reached, we reached, we actually reached the end of the show. We reached the end of the show. Um, we're going to have some debates. I'm going to have some more questions firing. Um, if you're watching live right now, you can stay live watching and just type in the questions and I'll let them, I'll let the audience, or should I say, I'll let our Titans answer them for you. But if you want to get in the studios right now, go onto the Facebook page and type in Talk with the Titans and you have us there. Um, you have the link to join us, okay? So you have the link on Talk With The Titans Facebook page. Thank you. So this has been Callum L, and this has been Talk With The Titans, and I'm signing out. Have a blessed day and night. Peace.